Uh, that is what my first kiss was like. <laughs> God. What'd you have for breakfast? Well, Brian Hamilton, um, I was going to ask you that, but now you've, we've kept the same paradigm that we've kept this whole time. Well, I mean, you've been asking me more often in the most recent few episodes, so who knows? Well, well, today, uh, I want you to guess what I had. You had a Dunkin' breakfast sandwich. No. You had... Uh, screaming oats. Close. You had, uh, ooh, okay, close. You had a granola bar. I had a Soylent. Oh, wait, how is, how is screaming oats close to Soylent? Because I was screaming. But where's the oats come in? I didn't say that the oats was close. I meant that, like, screaming was close because I was doing that. And I've been doing that all day, every day for about two weeks. Oh, that's excellent. So, uh, the time I've been here on my shoot, right? Yes. Uh, today for breakfast, because I've been getting up at 5 a.m. Eastern time for these uh, the shoot I'm doing. I'm making more social skill lesson videos with everyday speech. This is great. I'm having a lot of fun, but I'm also waking up at 5 a.m. So I can be on the tee by 6, so I can be in Newton by 7, so I can be in uh, Whitman by 8, so I can start Whitman? the shoot by 9. Wait, yeah, we're... Where's Whitman, Massachusetts? Uh, I don't know. It's Whitman Hanson Regional High School. So it's like on the border of two towns. We're in the car for like an hour after Newton. Incredible. Uh, so I wake up very, very early. And what I've been doing is uh, one of the first days I came back and uh, stayed in Boston for a little while, I went to Trader Joe's and got two big boxes of my favorite Trader Joe's cereal. And honestly, one of my favorite cereals of all time, uh, the Trader Joe's branded Frosted Flakes, which is a like $2 per box. So I got two of those. I got a big old gallon of whole milk. Hi, Micah. And <laughs> I uh, have been having a bowl of cereal every morning. Uh, How around, soggy do you let it get? Uh, I don't. Uh, if it gets too soggy, by which I mean any sog whatsoever. <laughs> any sog, <laughs> any sog <laughs> is my aesthetic. You poor old sog. You see, it's only me. Any sog <laughs> is my death cab for cutie cover band. Um, if there is any sog whatsoever, I will start rushing to eat it so that I can enjoy as much crunch as possible. But what's been amazing to me is a bowl of cereal has been keeping me afloat. I never thought that would happen. Well, Brian, when you realize that you're uh, full of nothing, anything can fill you. Uh, including Soylent, right? <laughs> yep, that's me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, quick Soylent update. You got the chai, Soylent. I did. I don't like it. Tell me why, because I really like it. I've been... <laughs> I, I Venmoed you $10 to take a bunch of them with me for lunch at these shoots, and I really like them. Why don't you like them? Uh, it's because I don't like happiness in any form. Okay, uh, so what does happiness have to do with chai? Wait, I'm going to answer my own question, by which chai is just delicious. Yeah, ch- I love chai tea. Chai tea was one of my first ever, like, run-ins. Like, I remember the first time, like, my first ever cup of chai tea. And it was, like, a very proper latte. It was, like, foamed really well. I got it at this fancy cafe in Washington, D.C. the first time I ever went. Um and it changed my entire life, and it really got me into, like, making, like, breakfast beverages. Like, anyone who knew me in high school knows that I would bring tea, like a tea latte, every single day to, like, 
Uh, Because I I was in, like, a bunch of, like, music ensembles when I was in high school. So, like, it was either wind ensemble or jazz band in the morning. And every single morning, I had some sort of a tea latte situation. So, uh, okay, I'm the coffee guy, I know. I know I'm a coffee jerk, I know. Uh, I... What is a chai tea latte? Is it a shot of espresso with milk and chai tea? Or is it chai tea with foamed milk et al? Well, would it be helpful if I explain how to make it? Yeah, definitely. Go ahead. So um, you get some chai tea bags. Um, Honestly, I I haven't like, I don't have any loyalty to any certain brand. Um, But then you cry into it um, because it's summer. Your tears are kind of already hot when they come out. Um, they just kind of boil right out of your eyes and then you cry onto the tea um, and then you let it steep and then you steam some milk. And the way you do that is um, you get some like lactose milk, the most lactose lactose you can. Um, you froth it around in your mouth and then you spit it out Ugh! and and then you are ill for the rest of the day because you imbibed lactose and you heard that description is why you're ill the rest of the day (laughs) so let's uh roll back a second so why don't you like the chai tea soylent if you love chai that much i can't really nail down what it is i think it's just that like like when you think about the coffeeest soylent which is one of my favorites it's the coffee and soylent mix um it really tastes kind of, at least to me, I think it tastes pretty strongly of coffee. And I almost feel like the chai flavor isn't strong enough for me in the chaiest. <laughs> See, I I disagree. I think the coffee flavor in coffeeest is a little too weak. Again, I'm the coffee guy, so I like my very particular coffee. But to me, chai tea soylent adds just enough kick and just enough like zinginess to make it a better drink overall rather than just adding coffee to already pretty solid Soylent. Maybe I just like it weak because of my weak feminine sensibilities. You're a woman, Truge. Because you're a woman. We're seeing The Room on Friday, so because you're a woman is a very relevant callback at the Coolidge Corner Theater. Also, we don't really believe that. I'm, I'm a strong woman. You are a very strong woman. You're stronger than me. I'm stronger than you. Ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh, 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 We've already ooh, done our ooh. Steven Universe episode. We can't make this our Steven Universe episode. Every episode can be the Steven Universe episode. Well, I mean, we could have a Steven Universe podcast, but that's not what we're doing right now. <laughs> we're doing our very important breakfast podcast. Do you know what we're talking about today, Brian? Uh, I do, but humor me. I don't know what we're talking about. Tell me about it. Well, today, Brian, we're talking about subtle transformation. We're talking about how you can take a regular old meal and make it your most important meal by adding one particular beautiful thing. Uh, okay. Wait, 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 wait. What is it? It's um, a box without hinges, key, or lid, yet golden treasure inside is hid. What is that? An egg. We're talking about adding eggs to meals. Wait, what did you just read me? That's from The Hobbit. The Hobbit? Yeah, The Hobbit. When uh, Bilbo and Gollum are saying riddles to each other. Oh, I thought his name was Bill Buzz. Uh, do you do you want another riddle? There's some pretty good ones in here. Isn't isn't the Hobbit the one where Bill Buzz and Fru Dude, um, <laughs> they go on their magical journey that Gandalf sends them on? Voiceless it cries, wingless flutters, toothless bites, mouthless mutters. What is it? I think that's something that Gerndorf said. 
No, it's what Gollum said, and it's the wind. Oh, Gollas. Yes, that one. We're talking about adding eggs to meals to either transform them or elevate them. I want to talk about particularly, though, adding a fried egg on top of any meal to make it, like, like extemporaneous breakfast. Like, it's all jazz, baby. We're all jazz here. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, tell me more about uh, fried egg. Why specifically fried? Well, like me... A fried egg is a little bit crispy on the outside and nice and runny on the inside and also full of protein. And also, it's really tasty and no one at a restaurant can get it right. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Excellent. So... Just like me. (laughs) God damn. So on... um... Uh, on that note, what kinds of things do you add fried eggs to? In terms of, I, I know fried eggs stand on their own in breakfast, and you add them to other breakfast foods and sandwiches. It makes sense, but what non-breakfasty, tr- traditionally non-breakfasty foods? Because you know we're very breakfast liberal on this podcast. What uh, kinds of non-traditional breakfast can you add a fried egg to? Well, that's kind of what I want to talk about on this episode. I want to talk about different ideas. And then as we go about our week, we'll do a follow-up episode where we have tried all of the things. Um, This week's topic came in from um, friend of the show and friend of my mother's womb because we shared at the same time. Ashley, last name withheld, Truge's sister. (laughs) Her last name is definitely not true. <laughs> so thank you, listener Ashley. Uh, last name withheld. <laughs> uh, I don't know if... Have we mentioned on this podcast that I have an identical twin sister? Yes, you mentioned it on the Waffle House episode. Oh. Well, so Ashley, who is basically me, but better, um, she texted me and she was like, what about adding an egg to non-traditional breakfast foods? And I was like, that's a stupid idea and you should be ashamed. And that's why we're doing this podcast. Um, But her suggestion, which I think sounds like absolutely delicious, was if you had like a Philly cheesesteak sort of situation. Oh my God. Like like, I would imagine, I, I don't remember exactly what she said. I don't think she suggested, like, an actual cheesesteak on a roll. I think she suggested, like, having, like, that thinly cut meat with, like, some provolone on top and then, like, a fried egg on top of it. I think that sounds just... I think that's... Provolone? <laughs> Absolutely tits. I have to. I have to bleep that. But everyone's going to think I'm saying something dirty. And you I'm just, are. I'm just saying it's. You are. No. <laughs> okay. Would it be better? If no, I was like, no, that no, sounds, no, like, no. That would be absolutely breasts. <laughs> fine, fine. Um, provolone is such an underrated cheese. And I feel like especially on eggs, it is killer. Well, I mean, I think we should recognize that the canonical cheese on a Philly cheesesteak is Cheese Whiz. It really is. When we uh, went to a family reunion of yours uh, a few weeks ago, uh, we were very, very close to Philly. And someone asked, okay, we're going into Philly. Uh, Where should we go for Philly cheesesteaks? And we were like, well... First of all, here's an explainer article to show you whether or not you go to Patrogino's and how to order, because otherwise you will be um, uh, you will be sent to the back of the line, Seinfeld style. I mean, I grew up not like close to Philly, but nearer to Philly than 
average, I suppose. I don't know what average is. There are people that live in Philly. So I grew up in the Lehigh Valley, which is like maybe a two hour drive from Philly, like depending on traffic. Um, and so we went to Philly like pretty, pretty often, maybe not often enough. I never went to Pat's or Gino's because it gives me a tremendous amount of like ordering food make gives me a tremendous amount of anxiety anyway but to know that there are like possible repercussions to ordering incorrectly at either of those places makes me way too anxious i don't blame you whatsoever although counterpoint you are able to panic order at restaurants very very well whereas i need to know exactly what i want and feel confident in it that's like the precursor to me enjoying my meal i think the perfect restaurant would be one where my panic order consists of me literally screaming at the server and from my unintelligible screams that server knows exactly what i want so you place a cthulhu order and you wind up getting a plate of food that is like would it be cohesive or would it be just random things thrown onto a plate i mean that would be the magic brian you don't know so okay we've talked about uh shaved steak and cheesesteak style things with eggs um which brings me to one of my very favorite things which is kind of traditional breakfast but only because it's so outlandish and kind of non-traditional steak and eggs okay honestly brian i I think we need to get more creative about that on this podcast we do i won't spend too much time i won't spend too much time on honestly i think you need to go again No, no, I'm going to talk about steak and eggs because I have two things I really want to say about it. One, it is like the fact that you can go and order a hunk of protein and call that breakfast is amazing. And I feel like part of it is based in the fact that it's so (laughs) rare, pardon the pun, to have a single protein be the cornerstone of a breakfast uh, unless you get something like a big thing of sausage or a big thing of bacon, but those things are sides. A steak is a main course that when paired with eggs, you get steak, eggs, and usually hash browns. That is a breakfast meal. And I feel like it's because, you know, people want to go to a diner at 6 or 7 a.m. after getting off of an all-night shift and be like, I want steak, but it's also 7 a.m., so I want eggs. And I feel like that is part of why steak and eggs is a thing in the culture, and I really appreciate it. Brian, do you remember at the beginning of this episode when I said it's all jazz, baby? So here's the thing. Here's what you did by suggesting steak and eggs, which is already canonical breakfast. I said, it's all jazz, baby. And you responded by playing Scott Joplin's Maple Leaf Rag. And you're like, that's jazz, right? I I, I know jazz. I've seen The Sting. Oh, no. (laughs) The other thing I want to talk about with uh, steak and eggs. uh, (laughs) No, I want to... Cease talking about steak and eggs. No, no, I'm going to bring it back around to the most steak important. Steak and eggs is not is traditional breakfast. It is already canonical. This is not, that's not what I intended this episode to be. Fine, fine. I'll give one extra bit of info about it and keep it on most important meal brand and move on. I am in development currently, listeners, of a way to make lazy steak and eggs with a sous vide. It's lazy and eggs. Yeah, sure, fine. Uh, I want to find a way to throw steak and eggs together in one, if not bag, then one consistent water bath temperature and just kind of let it hang out there for a little while and then you have steak and eggs in the morning without having to do any work whatsoever. Although, Do you think that Miles Davis woke up in the morning and was like, you know what sounds good? I'm just going to put my trumpet into a sous vide. Yeah, that sounds great. 
uh, precise brass temperature means better jazz, I guess. Uh, if you know anything about sous vide or uh, that kind of thing, uh, steak and eggs cook at wildly different temperatures. If you cook a rare steak, it's a very different place than where you're going to cook an egg for special sous vide-ness. However, uh, I am determined to find a way like to find a medium point and a time thing for it. I'm very, very, very excited. So, jazz band leader, uh, strike up the band. What's next on our uh, egg venture? I need you to go again, Brian. I need you to come up with a more interesting suggestion than steak and eggs. All right, all right, fine. You're gonna not, you're, <laughs> you're not gonna like my next uh, uh, suggestion, but I'm gonna talk about uh, fried rice and egg. I mean, that was actually gonna be my suggestion. You oh, really? Say, yeah, it's canonical for me, but it's not canonical across all breakfast. That makes sense. Okay, I guess like I had my definition of canonical topsy turvy. I'm not my. I'm not. I'm not a monster, Brian. You can say good things, and steak and eggs is a good thing, but it is a canonical breakfast thing. We have rice and eggs more than we have steak and eggs, which is why I wanted to talk about it on the show. I don't know anyone that actually gets steak and eggs. I just like the idea of it. We're gonna get hate tweets for this. No, we're not. We're only gonna get like a like passive aggressive tweet from Micah, who's like, "Oh, steak." Um, <laughs> sorry, I, I need to stop calling Micah out. I love you so much, Micah. I need to stop doing that. Uh, we need to like list Micah as a co-host because we bring him up in every single episode. He's our Brett Terpstra. Uh, rice and eggs. So we uh, we do this a lot when we get a big thing of Chinese food and we have leftover fried rice and even lo mein. We'll just uh, throw it onto a pan and fry it up we'll reheat it we'll cook the egg in it we'll like scramble the egg up in it so that the yolk and uh, everything kind of intermingles and coats everything evenly and gives it like a nice veneer i i love it uh veneer is my favorite uh renaissance painter vermeer is my favorite Shade in the Modern Renaissance Palette by Anastasia Beverly Hills. Oh, Anastasia Beverly Hills. Uh, thank you for listening, listener Anastasia Beverly Hills, last name withheld. Uh, <laughs> thank you for sponsoring our show with uh, with your makeup palette. So I, you took my answer, and now I'm scrambling. I think that we should we should <laughs> go back and forth thinking <laughs> of... of... <laughs> Scramble. I think we should go back and forth... <laughs> And like talk about certain dishes, like flash style. Let's like I'll say something, and we'll talk about it very briefly, and then we'll go on. This is our bring out your dread round. I want to talk about because this is something that my mother brought up when we were uh, in when we were at my family reunion. Uh, we were talking about chili with an egg on top. My mother was disturbed about this, and also about the notion that if we were in an apocalypse situation, we would not have electricity to power an induction cooker. I'm sorry, Cheryl. We will never make that mistake again. Digga, digga, digga. Follow up. Uh, yes, yes. At this family reunion, uh, Cheryl, last name withheld, came up to me and said, hey, um, so you mentioned induction cookers all the time. In the apocalypse, you're not going to have electricity. So what gives? And I need to clarify, I meant a tiny single burner camp stove, which to me is synonymous with induction cooker because they're both so similar in form factor and purpose, like just an extra burner you can take around with you. But I meant one powered by gas. I am so sorry. And I didn't think of this at the time, but I also think that we could be cooking things with our blind rage. That's very true. If we just stare at an egg enough, uh, it'll fry. That is uh, my usual tactic for dealing with difficult people. Talk to me about chili and eggs, because I don't remember being there for this, Congo. 
you were there. We have it uh, on record, literally. We have a recording of the conversation. Oh, did we talk about eggs in the chili? Well, we talked about chili with a fried egg on top. Oh, I don't remember that. I am so glad that you remember our conversation. Yeah, no, they're recorded. I can go back and listen anytime. I don't need to remember them. They're on the internet. <laughs> okay, so what, what would you think about that dish? Do you think that that would elevate it to breakfast level? So, as I say on that episode, I do believe chili is breakfast because it's hearty and tasty. Um, but... To me, an egg is texturally wrong uh, for chili because chili is supposed to be uh, diverse, hearty, and uh, like thick. Is, do you know what else is texturally wrong? Your attitude. I know. Just feel my attitude. It feels like sandpaper. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Uh, in the same vein, I ramen with a uh, boiled egg. Okay, that is different. A boiled egg does not constitute breakfast. That's true, but in terms of chili and egg, I mean things like the textural variety of ramen makes sense for the way that you eat it, and for chili, it's mostly homogenous. Mostly homogenous. So, uh, give me another one. No, it's your turn now. It's my turn? Seriously? Yeah. Okay, uh, random food, taco and egg. How dare you? Uh, well, if there's breakfast burritos, why can't there be breakfast tacos? No, actually, I think that that sounds excellent. Oh, that's what you meant by how dare you. Also, I was actually just having this conversation with my friend Laura, who uh, she sent in a really good suggestion for a show that we're going to record at some point, which is talking about breakfast songs. Um, we'll put the song that she was talking about in the show notes, um, but... Uh, it was talking about tacos for breakfast. And so that was actually how we spurred this conversation. Like, I would love a breakfast taco. What would make it different from a breakfast burrito, which is like pretty accepted already? I feel like the thing that would take it more to like taco level would be like some some new ingredients. Like, for instance, maybe some pickled onions, which I don't think would be inherently wrong or bad. I feel that. That would be interesting. Like, adding flavor variety to something that's already so bright and flavorful and with a lot of built-in uh, ability to be uh, to have a really great variety of flavors, I think that would be excellent. All right, your turn. Um, 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 um. How about a baked potato with a fried egg on top? Oh, okay. So I, I always associate baked potato with dinner, so that's a good start. I mean, I I don't know if I actually like endorse that because I am not a baked potato person. Me neither. I don't there's something about them texturally that feels bad to me. They like I can appreciate having some extra carbs on your plate for dinner. Um, especially like if you hollow it out and add a whole bunch of like sour cream and cheese and bacon and things, it's pretty great, but it's so boring. Otherwise, I really don't like baked potatoes. Well, and also I, for me, the, the sticking point is more that like baked potatoes usually include sour cream and sour cream is not my favorite thing in the world. I know that. (laughs) Um, I feel like, uh, the like next Pokemon evolution of a baked potato is potato skins, which has all the fun of like having the crispy skin of the potato and like the structural integrity of a potato for holding ingredients but way less potato flesh to get overwhelmed by agreed okay it's your turn um now i'm thinking about like appetizers you can get at fridays uh just spit out your idea it doesn't even have to be a good one chicken and eggs which so, is oyakudon, uh, which is an actual Japanese dish. Wait, is it really? Yeah, um, it's, uh, I don't know much about it, but it is rice, 
uh, bits of chicken and an egg. And oyakudon, uh, as I as I understand it, literally translates to uh, parent and child, which is kind of morbid if you think about it. Because that chicken is and egg. really morbid. Uh, but I'm thinking more in terms of uh, fried chicken, like chicken wings, or like I, I know there's egg basting and egg dipping to make fried chicken. But what if the egg played a bigger role in like chicken wings or fried chicken? Well, now that I'm thinking about it, since chicken waffles is already so pervasive, let's say maybe. Maybe there is a dish that has a boneless, like, fried chicken, like, strip on top of a waffle and then a fried egg on top of that and then some syrup on top of all of that. By the transitive property, if chicken and waffles goes together and waffle and egg goes together, chicken, waffle, and egg will work. Canonical. Your turn. Um, how about spaghetti with a fried egg on top? Okay, uh... (laughs) So this isn't too far out of left field. I don't think I'm. Pr- There's egg pasta I know, and I'm pretty sure you can get pasta. John Syracuse, you correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you can get like eggs in pasta. Like you can fry an egg and put it on pasta. I think in traditional Italian culture, I have no idea though. I mean, as a traditional Italian, I've never seen that. Me neither. I've only. <laughs> um, There's also egg ravioli, right? Uh, I call it eggioli. Eggliolio. Good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my, my turn, I guess. Um, so going off of this is this is uh, okay. Hmm. This is something I have never seen outside of London, England, and I know it's very traditional. So if you can find a place in America that does this, let me know. Maybe New London, Connecticut. No, this is a place <laughs> called the Breakfast Club in London. There was like three or four locations throughout, and they had a thing called ham so egg cited. So you know, I had to order it based on the pun. And it was a stack of pancakes, a slab of ham, some bacon, and an egg on top of each other. These are the uh, fried chicken, waffle, and egg all together. That's canonical. It's canonical, right. I put eggs on top of pancakes all all live long day. True, true. Okay, but the idea, this is the only place I've ever seen that ever put them all in a big stack on a plate. Because you're going to the wrong places. Why does any diner in the world will put your fried eggs on top of the pancakes if you ask them to? Okay, sure, but not in a dish. It's not a thing that they give you. You can't say, "Give me this one code word phrase," like you can at this place, and they'll do it. I don't think that counts. I don't think it counts. No. Sir, oh no my sir. god. Okay, fine. Uh, it's not that I, I knew it was traditional, but I wanted to point, bring up the fact that most people don't put eggs on top of things like that. That's why I wanted to bring up. I disagree so much. Fine, fine, fine. Okay, next up, I guess I'm doing another one because you're making me. Uh, I had another really good one, but I can't remember what it was. Uh, Egg on... Oh, here's the thing I do. This is breakfast, but this is weird breakfast, and it involves an egg, so it counts. You cannot fight that. I will do toast, jelly, usually strawberry, and a fried egg. All together in one stack... Sweet egg is great. Is this something that you've eaten before? You've seen me eat this before. Have I? Yeah, I've definitely eaten this like in front of you in terms of like hanging out at the uh, at the apartment saying, okay, I'm just going to make this quick breakfast. It's got crunchiness. It's got carbs. It's got the egg, which is apparently like the perfect food and perfect protein. And it's got like a schmear of jelly on it. And it's great. I have never seen you do this because we would not still be dating if I had seen you do this in real life. Gauntlet thrown. Be prepared for the best breakfast of your life, Allison Truge. I refuse to eat something like this. Okay. I will eat... 
I will eat toast with jelly and an egg on top the day that you let your cereal sit for five minutes before eating it. What is weird about this? Everything. Okay, no, no. Give me more details. Buy the transitive property. If <laughs> jam and toast go well together, toast and egg go well together, transitive property. Are you trying to use math to convince me that this is okay? One plus one equals you're trying this dish at some point, Allison. You, it's delicious. Are you breakfast explaining to me? No, no, no. Oh, crap, I am. Oh, sorry. Hmm. <laughs> okay, so give me your problems with this. Like, seriously, give me specific issues. Well, I think the jelly is the biggest problem, Brian. Elaborate. It's it's jelly. What is wrong with jelly at most diners? Again, traditionally at diners, if you get toast, they'll give you like those little individual Smucker's brand jellies. And I love individually wrapped things. I even love it more when they come in like a little itty bitty jar. That's adorable and I love it and I steal all of them. Me too. I take those from restaurants if they I ever always have. Think, I always think to myself like, oh, I can use this for something. And then I have, I literally have like a collection of little jars that I will apparently someday use for something. Articulate your problem with egg and jelly. I think I already did that and I feel attacked. <sighs> Fine. Okay, your turn. Let's go one more round. You and then one more from you, one more from me. And then we'll have to ask the listeners who won. <laughs> You're going to win. There's no way that I'm going to have any listeners on my side after egg jelly. Uh, uh, egg jelly. Uh. Random food. Just pull it out of your ass. Oh my God. Wait, I have it. This would actually be delicious. Do it. Egg on top of poutine. Uh, uh, discuss. Go. I mean, I've already discussed it. It would be french fries with cheese curds and then gravy and then an egg on top. None of those things will be bad with eggs. All together, it's going to be great. I think that should be canonical if it's not already. I have never seen that on a menu anywhere. Then again, we're not in Canada. We're not in Canada. And if they ever have it here in America, like we had this amazing duck poutine at one point. Oh man, a jam curly. JM Curly's in downtown Boston. That place is amazing. But yeah, they uh, they had poutine and oh, it was wait, great. Actually, you know what? They totally put a quail egg on top of that. Does that mean I cheated? No, no. I'm, I'm going to give that to you because I talked about ham so excited. Ham <laughs> so excited. But up, but. And I'm just a trooch. But up, but. Please turn on two chainsaws and put them at a bottom of a cliff and then throw me off that cliff. You just sang one of your tweets from today. I'm very talented. Uh, all right, I'm going to give myself one more uh, thing. I'm going to roll one of my D&D dice and see if it can inspire me. I got an eight, number eight. Um, eight means, I'm thinking fast food now, hamburger. Egg on a hamburger. That's a thing? That's already a thing. I know that's already a thing, that but... That doesn't make it breakfast. Oh, my God. Okay. Fine, fine. Um... Uh, yeah, this is really hard to come up with a random food that egg doesn't go on. Because I, I was reading somewhere, I think Kenji Lopez-Alt said in one of his videos, eggs are, like, one of nature's most perfect creations in terms of, like, fat content and omega fatty acids and the combination of egg yolk and egg white and the compounds of it, like the literal molecular compounds and the way that all of those react in so many different applications is so important to the fundamentals of cooking. I mean, let's be clear. The reason that I want to have this episode is to show the versatility of what a beautiful creation eggs are. And yet I can't talk about burger eggs. 
it's not that you can't talk about them. They're delicious in that aspect. But I think that there are too many eggs on top of burgers to consider that breakfast food. Pizza on egg. I mean, no, egg on pizza. You know, I've had this before. I'm not mad because it definitely was. They called it a breakfast pizza at the place that I got it. And I think that is a good idea. Would they be? I've had it both ways. I've had a breakfast pizza that had scrambled eggs on top. And I've had a breakfast pizza with fried eggs on top. So, um... I was thinking like a traditional plain pizza, maybe with a little bit less red sauce, because I don't know how that would go with an egg, uh, but with like fried eggs on it where there's enough like runniness there to make it an extra like flavor profile and texture. Yeah, no, I'm here for that. I, I would vote for that. There's a breakfast pizza at Mass Stories in New Jersey where we've been a few times that is uh, pizza dough, cooked, baked up and everything covered in the one i get is always like sausage ham bacon peppers onions and then have you ever seen um you know when you make a big old apple pie and you fill the crust with apples and there's like a dome of apples on top and then you'd see like in all the like food youtube videos it'll take a big thing of dough and layer it on slowly so it looks like a big dome of dough uh that is what my first kiss was like That is what they do with their scrambled egg. There's a massive thing of scrambled egg on this thing, and it just covers the top like a big old dome, and you have it in pieces that are impossible to eat because it all falls apart, and it is perfect. There's no uh, like tomato sauce or cheese on it. It's just breakfast ingredients all mixed together with a big old layer of an egg on top of pizza dough. I think that's probably why I'm such a big fan, because it all falls apart also describes my first kiss. In conclusion... <laughs> Eggs are extremely versatile. And also, I love them more than I hate myself, which is saying a lot. Uh, Make sure you, uh, if you have any interesting egg ideas that you uh, would like to share with us, any weird stuff you do uh, with your eggs, any egg jelly revelations you'd like to share with us that make us go, huh? And then I'll probably try them and love them. Uh, tweet them to us at M-I-M podcast. M-I-M stands for Most Important Meal, which is the podcast you're listening to right now. Don't at me if it's about egg jelly. Uh, no, definitely at uh, the podcast account. So Truge can ignore it. But definitely at me because I want to hear your opinions. I'm totally in for a great week. <laughs> <laughs>